Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, uh, today we're going to talk about ruts. Wagon wheel ruts, tire ruts, any ruts you want to call. You know, I was uh, this morning listening to the Bible because reading's really difficult for me as far as getting a lot out of it. Listening, I do really well. Um, you know, and, and my question is... Are you in a rut with God? Now, I'm not creating a debate that um, you're right, wrong, indifferent. That's not my point in this conversation. But my point is, have you always listened to God or read the Bible or done something the same way for the last 50 years? My question is, is that a rut? And and only you can answer it, so I'm not saying you're in a rut. My, my question, though, is, is God wanting to speak to you differently, but you have your religious activities that you do every day that maybe God's saying, okay, you've done this for 50 years, I've moved you, but yet you won't change. And I'm not saying whatever you're doing is wrong. My, my question is, is your heart in it? Are, are you seeing God move in a different way? And and it's not about this is the right way, this is the wrong way, this is, but that's not my point at all. Um, it's really just asking the question. You know, because in church you're, you're brought up, you need to do this, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and so on and so forth. And um, last time I checked, uh, we serve a God that is able to build a universe Maybe he's asking you to relate to him differently today. Maybe he's kind of pushed you a little bit and you were like, oh, no, it it must be Satan. I need to keep doing this. Maybe it was God saying, hey, I want a, I want a relationship with you in a different way. I want you to stretch your legs because what you've done for 50 years is comfortable. And so that's kind of where I'm going this morning. Um, you know, after, you know, kind of what we've been under for the last six months, if you've listened to our podcast, if not, it's been a shit show. That's just the shortest and easiest way to say it. Um, but James comes back, which is my love and hate uh, book of the Bible. Um, James 1 Two, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come to you from all sides. We're going to stop right there because, you know, whenever I know it happens to us, and and I'm assuming most Christians, we get into this, um, God save me. God take care of this. God do this. God do that. You know, and, and very rarely do we get into what's God's will. What, because it may get worse before it gets better. And that may be his will in the sense of it'll draw you closer. I'm not saying that he's a God that puts you under pressure. Usually that's created, well, it's always created by somebody else than him. Because, um, you know, well, you can read on down through James and it specifically says that. So I'm not, not saying, but everything ends in the glory of God. So, no matter what pressure you're under, whether you create it, Satan created it, doesn't really matter. It's the pressure you're under. And um, 
I don't know. That really kind of hit me this morning, you know, because when it comes at you from all sides, which at times over the last six months, we feel like it has. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we do? Do we continue our ritual? Do we pray differently? Um, because that's really what I'm trying to focus on this morning is what do we do differently in crisis that we don't do every day? Wow, that's a lot to unpack this morning. I really, uh, so we didn't really have a direction that we were headed, that we had talked about. Um, and so um, uh, uh, just a lot of things that David said that gave me to, to think about. Um, so we know that um, consider it sheer, pure joy when you go through trials and many times. Well, when you're going through them, it's, it's pretty difficult to consider it joy. So, you know, something to think about is our joy doesn't necessarily look like what we think it should look like. So our joy isn't necessarily happiness. It's not, oh, I'm so happy that I'm going through this crisis or this difficulty or this struggle. Um, but God calls us to consider it pure joy. Well, joy is just, um, I think, has to do, for me, like has to do with trust, you know. Um, there, The way that I maybe act or think during the trial isn't what I would consider probably um, joy. But it's regularly telling myself that God has a plan and that he's in control, and I have to trust that plan, because I am going through it, and um, he knows I'm going through it, and what we become on the other side is part of his plan. Well, and I I have a question just while you're going, but I think it doesn't say peace, and I understand that, just says joy, but I think they kind of go hand in hand. Possibly, yeah. Because, it, you you know, and that's kind of my, my conversation is what do we do differently when we're under pressure? Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, it sometimes it feels like God is absent when we need him the most. But when we need him the most, we usually go to our normal, however we react to stress, trials, difficulties, whether it be through an addiction of some kind, whether it be alcohol, food, cigarettes, whatever the case may be, when he's really, I think, asking us to surrender it all or asking the question, are you going to handle this situation the same way that you always do or are you going to trust me and rely on me? Um, Well, and I think I'm I'm not mean to keep interrupting, but surrendering it. Well, and that's where I was heading is because the thing is, um, I can tell you that the last probably week, week and a half, I have been at peace. Um, And I have had, I don't know, joy. Joy is difficult for me (laughs) just in the sense of the day-to-day stuff. But I've been at peace because we have gone through all these difficulties this year and it's been a real struggle um and i have not handled it the best way all the time 
but I've never denied Christ. I've never, um, I've always gone through my daily routine of staying close to him. And at the time, I couldn't think of anything differently to do other than just be in his word and pray. Um, But I think there are times, and this is where God brought me, that he will bring you to a point that the only thing that you can do is surrender to him because you have nothing else that you can do. Um, it is a surrendering um, whatever he's calling you to surrender, but really surrendering it all is what he's calling you to surrender. Um, everything that we have, everything that we do, he is in control of. And so when we realize that we need to surrender it to him, and we ask for his guidance, then he will show us. Well, and I'm just reading, I Googled joy, biblical joy. And, uh, you know, it says uh, joy is something we long for, but that often seems difficult to grab a hold of. Experience joy should be part of every Christian's life. Joy is a fruit of the spirit produced by God, works in us, as part of God's will for us. Um, you know, uh, and it, one of the references, you know, Job wished that he'd never been born. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, David prayed to be taken to taken away to a place where he would not have to deal with reality. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I, I guess that's, that's really my question. Could it be your ritual you do every day to connect with God that may need to change? And and again, I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong, and I'm not saying it's a ritual. My question is, if you've done the same thing forever and you're expecting different results, that's kind of the what the definition of insanity is. Um, I know after buying this place, you know, I never prayed on the porch. Now I pray on the porch regularly just because it's nature. You're watching God's hand, the sunlight, the mm-hmm. different things. And that, that's really my question for today is what you're doing. If it's not working, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And it, it may be exactly what you've been told to do all your life. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that, but would you be willing to surrender that and God say, we're no longer going to do that for 90 days? Would that put you in chaos? Because I'm used to this. I, anyway, it's just kind of the thought that, that for me, when you're going through trials, you reach out differently. Well, and I think of a couple of things, you know, I'm thinking, okay, so what do you do differently? You know, what, what do you do differently? I am a, I get up early in the morning, have my quiet time by reading. Um, right now I'm going through the Bible in a year, kind of felt like that's what I was, you know, that God wanted me to do. And I'm not great at it. Cause I'm going to be honest. A lot of things that I'm reading, I, my mind wanders and I'm thinking about different things, but there's always been 
something that I have gotten out of what I'm reading for the day. And right now I am in Job. And just, um, you know, just this morning I was reading about God towards the end of the, the book of Job and God's talking to Job and saying, did you create the birds that fly? Do you create the rain that comes down? Did you create the clouds? That... So, I mean, just which made me think of how great and mighty he is because he created everything. And sometimes we take all of that thing, all of that stuff for granted, the sun that shines, the rain that comes down, um, the storm that we had the other night. You know, he was in the midst of all of that. And just standing in awe of his mighty power. So I looked at God differently. But what can we do different? Maybe when you're going through a trial or a struggle, um, you focus on memorizing scripture. You know, when I was, um, when my sister passed away, um, I looked up promises of God and, and just kind of Googled, what are the promises of God? And I got 15 different scriptures of promises of God. And I really tried to stay focused on those 15 scriptures, um, because I needed to know what his promises were and just be reaffirmed of, he does have this, he does understand he's walking through it with me. And, um, so you can change it up by, you know, praying differently. Maybe you guys have been taught that it has to be a, when you pray, it has to be on your knees, head bowed, eyes closed, you know, all that kind of thing. And and David is really great about telling, especially guys, you know, when you talk to guys or to God, it can be like you're sitting on the back of a pickup truck talking to your best friend because ultimately that's what it is. And you can talk to God anytime. That's what prayer is, is just having a conversation with him. Um, and something that I am not great at, but another way is when you pray to God and when you're talking to him, stop and listen. Yeah. You know, yes. wait and just pause, pause for a little bit. Sit in the quiet and listen for what he's going to say to you because he will not verbally speak to you, but he will put things on your heart or in your head. That's his way of speaking to you. Um, that's a practice. I don't want to use the word practice, but that's something that I'm, I struggle with is God, I, I thank you for this. Thank you for this. I want this. I want this. I need this. Da, 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 da. I'm struggling with this. Help me do this. Da, da, da. And then I go about my day instead of, and he's like, it when's it my turn to talk. Well, and you bring up a huge point um, that it that is very relevant um, because we don't like hearing the voices in our head. So it's easier to end it and walk away. You know, because uh, it becomes that quiet place in your head where mm -hmm. things kind of go wild. And that, that's, you know, when Susan brings up some really great things in the midst of it. But why don't we pray the same way every day when things are going well mm. that we do when it's in crisis? And that that's kind of my my kind of point to this today um, that God's kind of leading me on is, 
you know, when you're in crisis, you pray completely different. Your focus is completely different. And as soon as we get a little bit of relief, just a little bit, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, God, you're good. I'm going back to the way I was before, yep. you know, when, and I guess that's kind of my point is, is as you build, why don't you pray the same way you're in crisis? Cause that, that is the true time that you're probably the most honest in your prayers. Um, you're, you're focused on hearing God. You're focused on just surrendering to God. And every other day we're, once we're not in crisis, like, Oh, okay, God, I got this. I'm ready to go back. Well, and I even had the thought this morning before this even all started that is, you know, if, if we did not have crisis or difficulties or struggles, would we have a relationship with God? No, we'd be in control. We'd have a good plan. Would we need him? Because, you know, like David said, we go to God when we're in crisis, we're in struggle, we're in, and there's times that we, you know, obviously thank him for the good things and thank him for the, um, you know, and, and I think that, I hope that I am, am am learning to include him in anything, everything, which means the good times and the bad. But just think about that for a minute. If you did not need God to fulfill your, you know, joy to fulfill you, to make you happy or to um, whatever the case may be, if you, if your life was, full of roses and rainbows, as a friend of ours says. Um, how often would you spend time with him? What And yeah, that is, that's a very deep question because that really reveals who you are. And, and, and that's what God's kind of put on me when you're in crisis and you're, you're praying differently. And, you know, through the last six months, there's, I prayed completely differently than I probably have before, but then when we get a little relief, it's like, okay, let's go back to what we were doing. That's human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's assuming God's a genie. Whenever we got bad things, we change what we're doing to get him to react. And then when he reacts, we're okay. I, I just, I'm, I'm just questioning. And again, I'm, we have not got it figured out at all. <laughs> um, but it's kind of one of those questions. If we went and prayed to God like we were in crisis every day, even though we're not, mm. would that change the way you pray each day? Well, and just including Him in the good thing. You know, I'm sitting here thinking one of the things that frustrates me about being a business owner is we generally hear the bad stuff, what our technicians have done wrong, what our office has done wrong. Um, and when we talk to our our, um, our employees, it's, well, you need to do better at this or you should do that. You know, we live in a world where it's very easy to point out the negative or the things that are going wrong. And on occasion, I try to tell when when we do something good, I try to pass that on. But very rarely do we get calls that say, hey, you guys did a great job, or this was perfect. And so how how is it? It's not any different than how we come to God. Okay, God, this really stinks, and I'm going through this, and this is difficult, and blah, 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 blah. 
instead of saying, Lord, today was a great day. And I really appreciate everything you did for me. You did your, this day is beautiful. You know, it's a, it's too hot. It's too cold. Lord, the, today I was walking, the flies were everywhere. It's like, we are so quick to complain as human nature than to to sing his praises, I guess. Not that we don't sing his praises, but we do it in times of worship or we do it at church. It's just easier for people to call and complain and let you know how bad you've done. It's easier for us to call God and say, complain. Right. Instead of just saying, and, and there's nothing wrong with going to God and voicing our complaints, but are we going to him and voicing our our praises. Yeah, and they that example couldn't be better of when you're walking and flies are all over you and you're you're just not happy and it's not the way you expected it to be. Hmm. But you still got to walk in. You you still got the same as yesterday when there was no flies, you got the same you know when that's that's really where God kind of is leading me this morning is really just when when do you be okay with who you are, the situation you're in, and you just praise him for a bad day? Because there's a lesson in it. Well, Every bad situation, there's a lesson to be learned. And the thing is, you've got to get, I guess that's really kind of my point is, yes, there's always a lesson, but um, we're not promised tomorrow, but we all seem like think that we're going to live forever. And so we don't praise him as if it's our last day, Mm. you know, when, and that's, I'm just, for me, it's one of those things that I do horrible at it. And I just realized this morning that, you know, it's strictly based off how I feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you notice feelings are not some of God's things he's going to give you and so then when you get into feeling since i'm happy i'm sad things are going well they're not compared to god this is great day i'm i'm on the top side of the grass not under the grass i mean it it just kind of brings reality to um really are you a complainer are you a negative person that all you do is negative things until this miraculous, your expectations are met. It's the perfect run. The humidity's right. There's no mm-hmm. flies. There's the temperature's perfect. I mean, when, and I guess that's my thing that I keep coming back to is how do you appreciate what God's already done? Allowed you to breathe another day. Well, and that's the thing, you know, you bring up a good point is, you know, it's easy to complain about, oh, the flies were bad. They were eating me and Zeus both alive and it was muggy and blah, blah, blah. Instead of thinking, oh, I have lung, I have air in my lungs. I'm physically able to get out and walk and enjoy the sunshine and whether it's muggy or not, but our mind it feels like, at least mine does, always seems to go to the negative. And David will be the first to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> let me just say, 
part of that's just the way I was raised. It is what it is. We go to the negative. Um, instead of maybe training my mind. So getting out of the rut of thinking negatively. So what are some things for me to be thinking about? What are some things that I can do to change my automatic first thought is negative of wham, 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 changing the thought to I have air in my lungs. I'm physically capable of getting out and walking. It makes me feel better. It clears my mind. All the things that are positive about whatever it is you're doing, instead of automatically going to the negative and complaining to God, turning that into praise and seeing the positive. Well, and I'm definitely not wishing this, and that's not my point in this comment, but um, what would happen if you were in a car wreck and could not walk? Correct. I I mean, you know, we, we really take God for granted on a lot of things, And then as Susan says, we whine and complain because they're not perfect. And the perfect is based off our perception and how it makes us feel. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it comes down for me is about being thankful and praying like I pray when we're in crisis. Because when we're in crisis, we do a fair job, a fairly, a lot better job than day to day of focusing on the positives. You know, when, when you think your life's going to end, you focus more on what God's doing that day. It changes your perspective. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as we get relief, we go right back into, Mm -hmm. you know, well, God, (laughs) it's hot today. Really, you know, it's just, just a miserable day, miserable day. When really, what what's the true question or the comment that should be said? And for everybody, it's going to be different. Uh, but I'm really asking because that defines your relationship with God. Are you the one that always whines and complains? If you don't have a friend that always whines and complains, that means it's you. and that's that's kind of where you know um it's one of those things to where this is about you this isn't about us and what works we're just sharing who we really are and the Mm -hmm. things we succeed and fail and where we see god moving and not this is really about asking god okay do i need to change my whole day up what what if and this is just a question and and it's kind of this what if he flip-flopped your whole day what if you slept in every morning and stayed up late and did your study or walked or whatever my my point with that with Susan it it would probably not work well oh it'd be rough just yeah saying. but my thing is are we willing to let God do that if I knew it was from God and not you, then possibly it'd be a little easier. <laughs> right, right. No, I understand that. But uh, I mean, I guess, have you really surrendered your day mm-hmm. other than keeping with your routine? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need to change your day. That's not my point of the discussion. But if you don't talk to God about it, guess what? Maybe he does want to create chaos in a different way 
in the sense of, if you do this, I will change who you are. And I'm horrible at it. God will tell me to go do this. And there was, uh, there was a period for about a week, the sunshine just in one spot. It was really kind of cool back in the woods. I was supposed to go back there. I never went back there because, you know, it's early. And, well, I don't want to put on boots. And, well, I don't want to get the ranger out. And I don't want to. And I don't want to. And, I, and now it's gone. Mm. It, it no longer happens. So um, when God prompts you, are you willing to change for him? And, and that's kind of my point to this day, flip-flopping, is, you know, are you, are you willing or are you in a rut? Are you, you willing to look at your day differently and say, God, if you want to turn it upside down, I'm okay. I want to do your will. Mm-hmm. Or you're going, right, now hold on, God. From 5.30 to 6, I do this. And from 6 to this, I do that. I have a routine in the morning. And it would be chaos if I changed my routine. It just would. And I think I think people get into that. And that's really kind of where, where I'm kind of wanting to end it on final thoughts is um, when you say you surrender to God, what does that really mean? As long as he doesn't screw with your routine? <laughs> I, I mean, and I'm just asking the question because I think our routines – are part of our problem because we've always done them mm-hmm. and we assume they're good and what God wants us to do when we've never asked the question. And then if we ask the question and we don't like the answer, we stay with our routine. Well, and my final challenge would just be ask God to show you what he wants you to change as far as spending time with him. If you feel like you're in a rut Ask Ooh, him. If you don't feel like you're in a rut, ask him. Yeah. Because you may not even know you're that's, in a rut. That's true. So just ask him what you need to change differently to be drawn closer to him. Yeah, because it's it's not, if you're in a rut, you don't know it. And I guess that's that's kind of my point is with the start of it, I didn't know where it was going. I had no idea we'd end here. But the the rut, you don't know you're in a rut. You consider it routine. If you are not hearing from God, then you're probably in a rut. Correct. And that's, so anyway, we just, you know, that's what God put on me this morning is just really questioning what we do as humans and what's comfortable and what's not, and are are we willing to change when he says change? So, hey, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.